0: Hey y'all, how's it going? Uh, y'all doing some of that IG quote IGs? You know what I'm talking about now? All in. Are you all in with whatever you're doing? Uh, just uh, checking in a little bit. Been rocking and rolling here. And um, just wanted to do a, a quick one tonight. Or maybe a long one. Who knows how long it'll be. Um, but just had some thoughts in my mind. Right now I'm currently in a uh, a little storage building. Sounds like a murder novel, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, a storage building that I call my cabin. Uh About five years ago, I, I got 10 acres of property out in the mountains near Batesville. And uh would come out here, go hunting, and, and stay the night. Not a lot, but every now and then. Not as much as I should have. Not as much as I wanted to. But, you know, it is what it is. And that's what it was. So, did that. I uh, had this place. I'm out here in this in, the, in it right now. And I um, just finished hunting. Went deer hunting tonight. Uh, had a, a doe and a fawn come in, and they smelled me and, and spotted me right away. And then had a little buck come in. Missed the shot. That was a bummer. But I'm using a recurve bow. That's an excuse. I, sh- I still should have hit the thing. But it was last light, so it was pretty dark. Um, had a recurve bow, which is like, really hard to use uh not like a compound bow at all and uh missed him but anyhow I'm gonna go out and hunt tomorrow morning and that's gonna be the last time i hunt this place because i'm selling this property and tomorrow i'm closing on it so it's like it's bittersweet it's like it's it's sweet because like this family that's getting it they live they they live next door so they're gonna they're going to get a lot more use out of it than I than I have been. So that's like the sweet part of it. The bitter part is like, ah, it's like the first piece of property I ever owned. It was like, it's in my name until tomorrow. <laughs> but it's this is the first pe- piece of property that's ever been in my name. And for a man, that's kind of a big thing. To have, um, you know, have some dirt that you call your own, you know. Have have a little patch of land that's that's yours that... That you're responsible for and everything. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's going on. Last week, um had a super cool adventure. I went to southern Louisiana. And it was 36 of the craziest hours of my life. Went to southern Louisiana with a couple buddies. And um, went alligator hunting. Yeah, you heard me. Alligator hunting. So I hit the road... Uh, you know, got up a little bit after three on Monday, last Monday, my day off. Hit the road, baby, and I was down in Southern Louisiana near Lafayette, New Iberia, by lunchtime. And by two o'clock, I had an alligator on my back. <laughs> I got him. Um, it was it was a it was cool. So uh, we get to the first gator. And uh, we find it. The buddy I'm with, one of the buddies, is like, he takes first shot. He misses when well, he hits the thing in the leg. And that pissed the alligator off. I don't know if you've ever seen an alligator up close, but if they're in the water, like underwater, they seem so cool. But then once they come out or you chase them or anything else, they're just mad at the world. So those things are either like half asleep or pissed at everyone. There's nothing in between. So this guy was mad. So I, had, I put an arrow on my bow, fuck, hit him. He was gone. um. So so that was cool. We pulled him out, and I'm looking at him. And, you know, we're all, like, taking pictures and touching it and stuff like that. The two Cajun guys, the two guys from Louisiana, they'd killed probably hundreds of gators between both of them. But the other guy from Arkansas and me, this was this was our first time to ever kill one, much less see one so close. So we're touching it, taking pictures of it. I'm opening up his mouth and looking at it, and it's so cool. And then, um, his uh, like, it's, you know, he's dead, so he's, like, twitching and stuff. At least I thought he was dead. Apparently he was just kind of, like, not quite dead. Because, as I'm opening up his mouth, you know, again, look at it, like, it closes real quick. And I think it's just the muscles twitching. And then the buddy beside me says, Oh, shit, his eye's moving. <laughs> And so, once, holy mackerels! once it, once they said that, we all got back, and, and then one of the guys had a, uh, you know, a gun, so we put a bullet in him, and that, that did him in. So that was exciting, to say the least. After that, we went into the swamps and went fishing, bass fishing, that was a lot of fun. When the sun went down, we were riding through the swamps, and it was a, it's kind of cool, it's actually really cool, really fun, but kind of terrifying too because dogs and cats and deer and other animals, their eyes at night are like orange or green or yellow. Alligator eyes are red. Yeah, they're red. So if you put a white flashlight out in the water and there's an alligator there, you're going to see little red eyes, like little lasers. It's it's pretty darn creepy, especially when you see hundreds, literally hundreds of them along the bank or the shore, like the the edge of the the swamp. Man, so that was crazy. So we rode all around, around 11.30 we got to bed, fell asleep around 11.30 or so, midnight. We were up at 4.30 so we could meet up at the boat dock. So we rode our boat down there and met up with a couple other guys at a boat dock in the Gulf of Mexico which is, like, just down the road. It's crazy. But, so, we're out there before sunrise fishing in the Gulf of Mexico for, like, spotted trout and redfish and white trout. It's just so cool. So, we fished until around 10 a.m. I caught a couple. My buddies caught a lot. They're really good fishermen. So, caught them a ton of fish. And then, um... Around 10 o'clock, we loaded the boats up and went back to the gators and started checking them. The other guy from Little Rock got one. My, my gator was seven foot long. My buddy's gator was seven and a half foot long. So that was pretty daggone cool. I ain't even going to lie. And then, um, so we, we go around. We're checking all the places where all the gators are at. And we get to the last spot, this real deep hole. And um, hold on, I'm and get to this last hole really super deep it's crazy and the the we know that there's a gator in there and so um the we have baited hooks is what it is we bait hooks and then you hang them over the water you put a big cane pole in the ground that holds the the a big hunk of chicken basically like a half a chicken over the water like three feet over the water why why three feet over you ask i'm glad you asked i'll tell you because if you throw it in the water any alligator could eat it if it's real close to the water the little bitty babies can come up and like eat it but the bigger gators can swim further out of the water so when you put it three three and a half four feet out of the water the big mama's come and get it so we get this back hole and the pole's down the line is tight and there was an alligator on that hook so one of the Cajun boys goes up. <laughs> I'll call them that. The two Louisiana guys, we we'll call them Cajun boys, Cajuns. They, one of them goes down there, pulls the rope, and he says, oh shit, it's a big one. And he starts pulling. The, the water looks like coffee with milk in it, like watered down chocolate milk, muddy water. That thing was you know moving around in the water. He pulls that rope, and it's like, he says, this is a big one. It's heavy. And he's really pulling on the rope hard. And then eventually, like, the in the water, you see a dark spot. And it, like, starts getting darker and darker as it comes to the surface. And then the head of this alligator comes up and just breaches the surface and looks at us, and it's pissed. That alligator is pissed. So we both already had arrows in our bows to shoot. My buddy shoots first. It hit the head of the alligator and, like, bounced off and flew to Texas. God knows where that arrow went. I didn't even take a shot. Once I saw that happen, I said, uh, no, sir, ain't going to happen today. So I put my bow down, and my buddies pull out. They, have, they they had some pistols, and they pull out, and they just start shooting on this baby. So we eventually get that getter and she you know it was a crazy minute and a half and then everything goes calm she stops we're like pumped up but she's down in this ditch it's about a five or six foot kind of bank really like a kind of like a drop off down at the water and i'm like well, what the hell you only live once i'll go in and tie her up so i go down with a rope to tie up to her and uh let me just preface this so whenever an alligator wants to kill an animal, what they do is they kind of stay in the water and they wait for the animal to come drink the water. And when it's drinking the water, they bite it, you know, come out of the water and get it. And they start spinning, just like rolling and rolling and rolling. They call it a death roll. And then it just kills the animal. It drowns and an alligator eats it. Also, when they die, like their muscle spasms and everything do the same thing, like it starts rolling and stuff. So I'm down there in this mud, in this water, step down there, the, the water's up to my knees, coming into my boots and everything, I got the rope, and to bear, to, to get the rope around this, this alligator, I have to bear hug it, and like, push my hands through the mud, pull the rope through, do that, and you know, get, it, get it through, and I'm about to tie the knot, and that alligator starts going crazy, and I almost, almost Messing my pants. And I come out of that ditch like Tom and Jerry, man, like Looney Tunes. I'm running like a damn cartoon, like spinning out. And those guys are laughing so hard. They can laugh all they want. That was a big-ass alligator, and I didn't want to die on that day. So I ran out, and finally that gator calmed down, and I climbed back in and tied it up. We got it pulled out. And that girl was 11 feet long, 500 pounds. She was a big alligator. <laughs> she was very big alligator. <laughs> so we finished that up around three, and I hit the road and dropped back home. So in 36 hours, i do all of that. Sleep four hours and do all that. And that was fun. I ain't even going to lie, that was fun. But came back, got all stuff done here at the church and school and everything. The school year started off. It's, it's cool being with the kiddos. I'm, man, I love those little kiddos. They're so fun. And, um, yeah, I just like them. They fun. I um, Last month, no, what is this? It's still September. Early September, I went to Montana to be a godfather. My, one of my best friends. Him and his wife had a little girl, and they asked me to be the godfather. And I said, heck yeah, I'd be honored to. So I went out and did it. And it was so fun. Just, it was so cool. Um, went out and did it. My, What was really neat is that my old, my old spiritual director from seminary actually did the baptism. So if you're going to be a godfather or a godparent, the godparent cannot do the baptism. So like a... If a priest is the the godparent, they can't do the baptism. okay So um, so I asked him if he would do it. he said, yeah, he's the bishop out there in Montana now. and it was it was just so beautiful. It was so beautiful to be on the other side of a baptism. It was so beautiful to hear him preach. Uh, it was so insightful, just so good for so many so many reasons and in so many ways and yeah I was just grateful I was just full of joy and that was it was just neat it was really 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 neat to to get to 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 do that you know and um so did that spent a few days with them Jeff and Anna are their names just I mean just super cool people I love them and their little girls just cute as a button um, after a few days with them, I drove down to Colorado and hunted for five days, bear, uh, bear and elk, and didn't kill a damn thing. And um, I'll share a funny story about that. The, uh, actually, it was, it sucked. It was tough. I was alone in the woods, pushing my physical limits. You're alone like by yourself. You don't have anyone to talk to, so you're pushing your emotional limits, psychological limits. And then just spiritually, I mean, wh- when all those things go to their end, like spiritually, you go to a deep place. So it ended up being like, it was pretty intense. And I was going to check out. I'll, actually, I Actually, yeah, I was, I was, I was going to quit. I was going to drive back home early. But I, I said, well, you know, whatever. So I go back to camp, eat some food. This is on the third day. Um, get back to camp eat some food, and I just go to bed, I conk out, and I'm done, ring the bell, and, uh, but I wake up really early in the morning, and I feel good, and I say, well, I'm not. I'm gonna go back in one more time, so I go into the mountain, put on my, my clothes, and jump out of the truck, because I, when I go out west, I sleep in the bed of my truck, I have a little, a little pop-up camper shell on the back, and it's so comfy, I slept so good for that week and a half, so, but anyhow, so I get out there, jump out of the truck, run down the mountain, and I'm going down, and as I get down, like my, like my body's like, hey, Stephen, um, we need to stop and, you know, take a, a, a bathroom break. And I'm like, nobody, we're not going to do that now because we're hunting. So I just keep on going, you know, keep on trucking on. And uh, probably like five minutes later, I hear some elk bugling, and I'm like, holy moly, I'm about to get me my elk first elk ever and I start going down towards where those elk were because there were multiple elk bugling and right about that time my body said hey homeboy either we're going to go in your pants or we're going to go in nature so you make the you you choose and I said okay body so I started you know doing what nature was calling me to do and you know taking care of business it is it is what it is. Everybody does it. Everybody, every human does it. Taking care of business right there in the middle of the woods. Just me. Me and God right there in, in, in all of my glory. And I look up as I'm finishing, you know, business, and I'll be damned. There's an elk right in front of me, 47 yards. When I go hunting, I have this little pouch that I wear on my chest. It's like a, a reverse backpack. And I had my binoculars and a, a laser rangefinder, so I, I, I pulled up my rangefinder. and She was forty-seven yards. I said, you, "You, you little weasel! You, I didn't say weasel. I used a different word." So then, my, but the problem was, is that my bow and my arrows were about ten feet away. Now, I don't know if you have. I'm almost one hundred percent certain that you have, though. Have you ever tried to walk with your pants around your ankles? It's hard. So I'm shuffling through them damn woods right there, trying to get my bow. And that bu- and that elk is like, deuces, homeboy. We gone. And the elk walked off. Man, I was mad. I was big mad. So the the other elk, they keep on bugling. And I'm like, well, do I go after them or do I go after the one that just walked off? What do I do? So I went back and forth for about 20 minutes. And I said, I'll the hell with it. I'm just going to go follow that other one. So I started following the trail and everything, which was a good trail, fresh, uh, good tracks. And also there was just a bunch of, uh, um, you know, pee-pee, pee-pee and poo-poo, a bunch of droppings from the animal. So I knew exactly where that where the elk was going and eventually caught up to her um, about a quarter of a mile away. And then I followed her for another quarter mile and she eventually got away, so Man, that was elk and bear hunt. I went for another day and a half still after that, pushed through some dark places, and I said, I'm going home. And I came home happy. Kind of frustrated I didn't get an elk. Of course, I wanted one, but that's life. You know, that's why it's called hunting and not shopping. So it was good. Pushed them limits. Um, yeah, other than that, that's kind of life. Deer season opened yesterday here in Arkansas whitetail deer. so I'm going to I'm gonna be hunting every chance I get. Um, last week, bear season opened the week before last. and um, week before last on Thursday, the week before last, I again, kind of like the gator hunt, got up, hit the road at 330, drove three hours north to the Buffalo River in Arkansas to hunt bear, and I didn't see a damn bear one, didn't see, I saw a little bit of scat, a little bit of bear sign, but I saw so much elk activity, I didn't see elk, but I saw their tracks, their poo-poo, their their, uh, rubs, it's like when they rub their antlers on the tree and rub all the bark off, so much, that's where one of the elk herds are in Arkansas, so it was really, really cool to to just get in there and see those see those elk, um, or see see the signs. I was hoping to see an elk, um, but didn't. But anyhow, so it was still at least cool to to see that to see what I saw. Other than that, that's about it. Right now, I am looking out the window. I see a, a three quarters of a full moon, and I'm gonna go out there and hunt in the morning. So. Whenever you, this goes live, I will be in a tree hunting for a deer. So if you listen to this, as soon as it drops, just say a little prayer that an elk, or not <laughs> an elk, <laughs> that a deer comes on the very absolute last time that I hunt this place. Because well, later in the day, at 10 in the morning actually, <laughs> not much later, I will be closing on that, on the property, And, uh, again, kind of bittersweet. is how we started. But, uh, if you're still listening, what was the point I was wanting to get with all this? That was a bunch of rambling, but let me, oh, wow. That just, okay. So I forgot to make all those connections. Colorado, when I was hunting elk and bear, um, like I wanted to check out, but I, I, I kept wanting to hunt a little bit more. Like I wanted to do a little bit more. I just couldn't stop. So, as I was leaving Colorado, driving out, I would stop in these different forests. I went to two different places to hunt. Ended up, you know, not really doing much. Hunted a little bit in both of them, but it wasn't any luck. But I just couldn't leave. I couldn't stop. And then, um, connected with this property, like, it's bittersweet. I don't want to hold on to it. But the, the big thing that the Lord is, Is teaching me through all this is that sometimes you have to finish a chapter in your book. Sometimes you need to finish a chapter. Sometimes you got to put a period on it. And that's tough. That's tough, you know, because we love life. We love living. We love doing it all. But sometimes you got to stop. You got to got to put a period on it. and um, yeah, we don't we don't know how to do that for different different reasons. Sometimes we're afraid. sometimes we're yeah, a lot of times it's well pretty much all the time it's fear, you know we're fear of not getting anything else or you know not getting any more, it being over, you know whatever it may be, but it's all fear. So I guess kind of what I'm praying about is like, well, what am I afraid of with all these things, whether it's hunting or property or whatever, whatever it may be, you know? So anyhow, um, that's about it. What chapter, what, what, But you know, in the, in the, your life, the book of the life that you're living right now, is there a chapter that you need to finish is there a chapter that you need to, you know, go ahead and put a period on it and wrap her up? Um, is, it? What is it? What does it look like? What does that look like for you? So, anyhow. All right. Love y'all. God bless y'all. IG Code IGs. Do what you are doing. be all in. Don't half-ass it. Have fun. And if you um, if you got any bear or elk or deer or gators, let me know. So I can come hunting them. All right. Rajiko Rajis.